All right, retooting the toots. I've got to be losing followers soon because I've been a little heavy on the retweets lately. Why do you think that retweets mean that you'll lose followers? I don't know, because people want to follow, for better or worse, the things that I say, not the things that other people say that I like. But it's so easy to turn off retweets, though. That's true. If that, I mean, I think I would assume that that's what most people are doing. I don't know what they're doing, but if I see somebody who retweets too much, I just turn off their retweets. I, I've gotten a little bit heavier on the retweets, um, and that's purely because I'm saying less, I guess. So, But mm-hmm. I'm still reading. Mm-hmm. What it might be, actually, is like my ratio of retweeted tweets to original tweets is, is changing. Um, yeah. Just because okay. I am tweeting less. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I've been trying to do that, and usually I do okay, and then sometimes I do not. But we're not here to talk about Twitter for the 18th time. We are here, Mike, to talk about your tour, because you went on tour, you visited the once great uh, United States, <laughs> today's, today's Tuesday, I just voted, I'm a we little punchy. We have no idea, right? We don't know yet. Yeah, oh, we don't know how it's going to go. Again. Do you remember when we did this before the election? Yes. Oh, yes, that I do. was and fun, we were, wasn't it? We were so optimistic so and optimistic. ignorant. Oh, man, remember those days when oh, we thought America God. wasn't totally backwards? That Who knew? So Moving on. So you got into America before all hope was lost and you left before we had, we had really closed the door to anyone entering our country. Good for you, sir. How was tour? It was really good. Like it was super long again. Uh, it kept getting longer. Um, <laughs> that doesn't make sense unless you know the backstory, but we'll, well get to that in I a minute. Mentioned How it. Long? No, no, no. I mentioned it on the last episode that it was okay, a thing okay. that I may have had to do. And yeah, I didn't leave until uh, Wednesday morning in the end because of the the apple event came and went and we'll get to that later on for sure um Mm -hmm. so it was a little bit longer than i wanted i was on my own in toronto for longer than i kind of would have wanted to be honest i was ready to go home and you know i was kind of just like waiting out my days as it were like you know getting shows done or whatever but i i would have preferred to have been at home to do those i would have preferred to been able to leave on monday um yeah like was originally planned but but couldn't do um everything was great uh i saw great cities um i've started to fall in love with chicago yeah chicago's good chicago i I still love me new york i don't think anything will ever replace new york for me but i reflect on our uh vacation in chicago not this past summer but the one prior i reflect on it more and more fondly with each passing moment and i kind of really want to go back really badly yeah i mean i've done chicago well we were like exactly one year apart of my two visits um Mm -hmm. for release notes and then for the tour and i love it like it's a it's a really interesting city full of a lot of the things that i like in a city um, I want to see. I want to see if I can try and spend more time there, like more kind of extended time there of of exploring a little bit more than I have been able to. Because we were in Chicago for the shortest amount of time of the three cities that we went to. Um, all of the events were amazing. The shows and the meetups and everything. It all went perfectly. Couldn't have wanted Wonderful. anything better than what we got. Uh, the episodes were, were perfect. You know, like we ended up being able to do a draft in Chicago, and we had which was Mar- very fun. By thank the way. you, thank you. We had Marco on for like a pre uh, connected and and like kind of a pre event connected, and uh, we did two live episodes of Ungenius. Like, so it all went really well, right? Like everything, everything that we set out to do on the trip was fantastic um then all the pan stuff went really well too uh we had like great meetups we attended the 
Toronto Pen Show, like everything went great. So it was a total success. Um, I learned a couple of things on the trip. Uh, Tell me more. I want to do more of this stuff, and we will do more of this stuff, and we'll go to different places. We're already thinking about what we might want to do next year. You we know, have some plans. Richmond. Richmond is very nice, very yeah. very nice. I you think highly we could it. fill an auditorium in Richmond with with podcast listeners. Maybe. Okay, so when we're going to park that one for now, then aren't we? <laughs> we have to go to big cities for now. I think. I, I think hey, that's, hey, that's hey, what hey. we're doing. Big tech-focused cities, and I know yeah, that you I might get you. Amazon, but uh, the funny well, Amazon thing, will be two hours from me, so don't worry about but it. But it's that funny thing you see in the Amazon news, right? Where like they've had to split it between two places because there isn't enough technology talent. That's oh, the, I did not see that. Yeah, I saw that they were kicking around like Maryland and Arlington, if not if I'm not mistaken, which are very very close to each other, the particular part of Maryland they're talking about. But I did not realize they were committing to doing both cities. Well, that is news I mean, to me. like the, this is the news though. But like the news is that if they do do two cities, it's because there isn't enough technology talent in one of those cities to do the entire thing. So that probably tells you everything uh, that you might need yeah. to know about why we probably won't be doing uh, an episode <laughs> in Richmond, even though I know that you are there, which is very, which is great, but you can just go somewhere else. Anywho, um, so I want to do more of that stuff, but I feel like uh, I may be overexcited myself a little bit too much. So Chicago was great. Everything went fine. New York was great. Everything went fine. But then when the Pan Attic stuff started kicking off, it was maybe a little bit too much. So like we did uh meetup for the Pan Addict, live show for Connected, which had a meetup afterwards. Then we went to Toronto, so we just the next day next day or whatever, and we just spent one day. Then I did a four hour meetup at a place called Wonder Pens, Ooh, which was amazing, but was was very long. And then the next day was the Toronto Pen Show, which is just like hundreds and hundreds of people all day. It was too much back to back. I, I've found out about myself. I need to have at least one day off in between a big event. The problem was doing the big meetup and then the next day doing the Toronto Pen Show. That was, it was too much because it is very like emotionally draining for me because I try really hard. I try my absolute best that if somebody's going to come out and see us for something, if I get to talk to people, like if I get to talk to a person, I want to do my level best to make it an entertaining, engaging, and somewhat memorable interaction with every single person. And that is hard to do. Um, it is very hard to do to come up with things to say and questions to ask, like one after the other after the other. It's also on someone who has introvert tendencies. It's very. It's a very draining thing. I love to do it because it's it's a privilege to be able to do these things. It's it's it makes me feel very good to be able to do them, um, but they are also emotionally draining. So I can't do all this stuff back to back to back to back. So that's what I've learned. I think that's fair, and certainly, you know, when I am in vaguely similar scenarios, I I really enjoy it, and I. I don't know if I would classify myself as an introvert, an extrovert, or like an omnivert. I don't think that's the term, but you know what I'm trying I to say. Um, but that's all right. Uh, but I, I agree with you that it is, it is mentally and emotionally draining, in, in in a good way, but still draining to try your darndest to make a bunch of people really, really happy. A bunch of people you don't know. 
And it's also physically difficult. I've noticed, especially as I've gotten older, that if I'm in a loud place where I'm shouting, you know, just so I can be heard, not because I'm trying to be heard over the rest of the room, just because I'm trying to be heard with people nearby. So say at a loud bar or something like that, my voice is shot after like an hour. And then it's just physically hard Mm -hmm. and painful to be loud after that. And at something like Dub Dub, oftentimes these events happen in very, very loud areas. And so you have to be shouting for like two, three hours at a time. And it's just, it hurts, man. It's hard. I got to start drinking tea and doing like vocal exercises or whatever singers do. Um, so I totally hear you. And, and I'm, I'm saying all this because I don't find myself generally speaking drained by being in front of people like a true to form introvert would, but nevertheless, just doing, being on, you have to be like a hundred percent on for as long as you possibly can, because you don't want the first person you interact with to get a hundred percent of you and the next person to get 98% of you and the next person to get 96 and so on and so on and so on and so on. So it's just, it's hard, man. So I don't blame you. And I think you certainly did have an action packed schedule. If, if nothing else, the travel was action packed, much less the actual, you know, activities. Mm -hmm. The problem was, I think that the first half of the trip was planned out like efficiently and then the second half of the trip we overpacked it because we had too many things we wanted to achieve um and that maybe we needed in hindsight to have scaled that back a little bit but i wouldn't you know going back i wouldn't necessarily change anything about this trip because everything we did was really important for the trip and for everything involved but just next time we're planning things maybe just a little bit more spacing would be preferable yeah. And the travel, leaving aside for a moment that you had to reschedule some things, the travel was as good as could be hoped? I was surprised at how well everything went. We had absolutely no issues with travel. Nothing was missed. Nothing was significantly delayed to a point that it was going to be an issue for me anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that all went really, really well. Uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised that, that all of that stuff went off without a hitch. Good. And what was it like being in the one true time zone for like a week or something like that? You see, now I wanted to tell you a thing, but now I just don't think I want to tell you it. (laughs) I am so sorry. Tell me about what it's like to be five or six hours removed from Greenwich Mean Time. I feel like I came to a realization uh, which I had not had before. See, now I'm getting very scared, and I don't know if this is going good or going somewhere good or somewhere bad, but no, carry it's on. it's probably good. In that I realized that I I really value being on Eastern time, like officially on Eastern time, because I am able to... Well, okay, people only bother me within pretty much standard working hours, you know? People mm-hmm. people only need work things from me when they're working. And by and large, the majority of people that I work with are in or close enough to Eastern time um, that in the evenings, I was I didn't need to do anything. There was nothing to pick up. Like, I was fine. So it, I kind of just came to a realization that I really like Eastern time. Like, it worked out very nicely for me. There's not really anything I'm going to do with that in the near in near to mid future, but it was a realization I'd not really had before, that emails that I was used to getting at like, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I was getting at 9am, and that mm, was a very different mm-hmm. experience. And I got to assume, quite a bit more pleasurable for you. Well, and, I, I don't you... know though, right? Because... 
if I wanted to live my life the exact way that I live it here, it would be a disaster, right? Where like I I like slowly boot up in the mornings and kind mm-hmm. of get mm-hmm. get started around ten thirty or whatever with anything serious. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's ninety minutes of the workday gone if I'm on Eastern time. But do I only do that because I don't need to get to work in the morning? I don't know. Sure. Right, sure, but sure. that's the way I am. So, like, if that if that is a part of me, if that's just a part of my personal kind of routine for getting work started in the morning, then that wouldn't work in the in the east, on the east coast. But when I am on the east coast for any kind of work trip or whatever, like I am waking up earlier anyway, so it fits nicer. So basically, the results are skewed. But I did notice something I hadn't noticed before, which was that feeling of, "Oh, this is kind of nice." See, there you go. So uh, what I'm hearing is that when you inevitably come to America, assuming that today goes okay, <laughs> that uh, you're going to have to settle on the eastern seaboard, which means you're going to be really close to me. So it's, done it and done. It is more likely that we would be on that side rather than on the west coast anyway. Yeah, well, I hear you talk about Chicago. I get a little nervous. Yeah, but Chicago's, Chicago's real nice. in the middle, right? Yeah, it's only an hour behind me, but uh, it's also got terrible winters. And I think you need to try a Chicago winter before you decide to one day settle in the Chicago area. Because Chicago's lovely, but it's cold. All places have a bad season of some description. Except Richmond. It's it's actually perfect all year round. Oh, because you don't get weather, right? Oh, I deserve that. Actually, truth be told, Richmond has weather. But uh, if you really want perfect all year round, you have to go to where it's unaffordable to live because guess what? It's perfect all year round. So let me know how how San Diego treats you when you get there. Yeah, but it's, that's but, too hot for me, though. Yeah, fair enough. In the summer, all right. Too hot. Tell me about something that's awesome. All right. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea with the ability to grab a unique domain name, take advantage of and customize wonderful award-winning templates and more. They will be the place that you will be able to very easily get your next project out to the world. Squarespace is is a service that I have used for probably 10 years now. And the reason is because it is as simple as I'm saying it is, right? Like it is, everything is easily to custom, easily customizable. Everything's drag and drop. They have every conceivable type of functionality you want. Like if you wanted to have a blog or a store or a site that you could play music on for a band or even just a site for an event with drop-in maps that you can show people where to go to. They have all of this stuff. They think of everything. You know, you can write in Markdown, right? It's like it's all it's all supported, and they just convert the Markdown into HTML for you. Like, it's wonderful. There's nothing to install or patch or upgrade. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that even includes 24-7 customer support. Their plans start at just $12 a month. You can start a trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash analog and then when you sign up use the offer code analog and this will get you 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show once again that is squarespace.com slash analog and the code analog to get 10 percent off your first purchase our thanks to squarespace for the continued support of this show and relay fm squarespace make your next move make your next website so we're in the middle of the show, sort of, but we have some interesting follow-up mm-hmm. that we need to address. Mm-hmm. We got a truly lovely uh, email from a listener. And this is an email I, I fathom to conceive. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Uh, Doug, Doug D, uh, wrote us to say, Hey there, regarding your discussion on Wawa, I just wanted to point out that Casey significantly underplayed not only the love for Wawa, but the loyalty the Mid-Atlantic has to Wawa. As proof, I've attached a photo of my wife and I making a Wawa run 
on our wedding night, <laughs> which is tremendous. Uh, but this is uh, two very lovely young individuals uh, in their full-on wedding dress and uh, suit slash tux getting a coffee at Wawa because you know what? That's what you do. See, do you understand now, Mike? It's a big deal here. Hmm. I don't. I don't get it. I am happy uh, that that they are happy with with doing this, and I'm sure it was like a fun thing thing for them. But I think you have to have some kind of like understanding for this to like get why this would be a fun thing to do, <laughs> right? Like I'm assuming they did true. it for fun, not for necessity, right? I, I would think so too. I mean, uh, truth be told, I have no particular affi- uh, affinity. Or well, that that makes me think, it sound like I don't like Wawa. I like Wawa just fine, but you know I don't I don't have the love for it. That like it seems especially Pennsylvanians seem to. I think that's where Wawa was based out of, if I'm not mistaken. And they love their Wawa, and you know I enjoy it, and it's fun to say Wawa. But uh, you know I, I don't like it the same way that a lot of other people do. But you know that's okay. You like what you like. Moving on, uh, we have talked about and solicited for the last couple of episodes recommendations for Instagram accounts that are really cool and not run by white dudes like Mike and I. And I made mention for the last episode, or maybe even two, that John Beals, I don't think I had his name handy at the time, had written in to share with us a bunch of different Instagram accounts that I hadn't had a chance to look at that were not run by white dudes. Uh, John Beals is a self-admitted white dude. He is John Beals, J-O-H-N-B-E-A-L-E-S on Instagram. So and I'm plugging a him. strong start. Yeah, well, ex- exactly right. I just want to plug him up front, though, because he was the only person who took the time to actually send us feedback. So mm-hmm. uh, you can give him a, uh, a pity follow if you'd like, even though he's a white guy. I'm giving that's, that's you a hard time more than John, I know you but are. it is funny. Yeah, it is. It, it is a fair point. So I'm going to very quickly run through these as quickly as I possibly can. And I'm just going to give like a quick summary because I've looked at all these. All of them are great. I like all of them. I followed some. I didn't follow all, I'll follow them all, but I definitely followed uh, probably about half of them. Um, and so I'm going to run through these real quick and there will be links to every single one of these in the show notes. All right. Starting off, underscore Grace Dove, G-R-A-C-E-D-O-V-E. She is a, an actress, and my impression of her Instagram is that it was largely human interest, and it's uh, very nice. Moving on, Trixie, T-R-I-X-X-I-E. Her name is Stephanie, apparently. Uh, her real name is Stephanie, that is. Uh, she does a very low-volume account, uh, but she's a really great photographer, and so I really enjoyed her. Uh, moving on, Della, which well, her name is Della. She, her Instagram account is Dellybean, D-E-L-L-Y-B-E-A-B-E-A-N. Uh, she is apparently an Apple employee, uh, but anyway, she's low volume, mostly landscapes and cityscapes, and uh, it's really, really pretty. Next, we have Marcosian, M-A-R-K-O-S-I-A-N. She seems to do mostly people, but they're very interesting and good pictures. Next, we have Sean. This is actually one of the only dudes uh, who goes by Sir Bruce Elroy, S-I-R-B-R-U-C-E. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Sir Bruce Leroy. So S-I-R-B-R-U-C-E-L-E-R-O-Y. Uh, he seems to be doing a, lo- a really good mix of like Chicago cityscapes and also people. So if you happen to like Chicago, <clears throat> then uh, you might enjoy Sean. Uh, Flora Forager, F-L-O-R-A dot F-O-R-A-G-E-R. Her actual name is Bridget Beth Collins. Uh, I don't know if Faith listens, a friend of the show, Faith Corpy, listens to the show anymore. But if she does, Faith, this one is for you. This is largely flowers and flower-related things, which I know Faith is a fan of. Uh, Gemma Ridgard, uh, that's G-J, not G, J-E-M-M-A-R-I-D-Y-A-R-D. 
she seems to do a lot of analog landscape photography and forests. So this is, she takes photos with like actual film and then, you know, scans or whatever and uploads them to Instagram. Very, very interesting. Very good stuff. Uh, Natalie Oberg, that's, she's another analog photographer whose username is N-A-T-A-L-I-E-A-N-A-L-O-G. She is again, uh, an analog outdoor photographer. Very good stuff. Nico, whose username is walking underscore Nico, N-E-K-O. Uh, and I'm going to actual actually quote John on this. She is, quote, either an old Korean woman or a bot, quote, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. <laughs> but uh, they're very good landscapes, both of coasts and of cityscapes, which are very good. Two more and then we're done. Omar Z. Robles, O-M-A-R-Z-R-O-B-L-E-S, is a New York City-based photographer. Uh, a lot of ballet dancers, but but shot in like normal society, which is an interesting juxtaposition, which is uh, very good. And finally, Patricia Zhao, that's P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A underscore Z-H-O-U, is another uh, ballet dancer, uh, apparently out of L.A., uh, so a lot of ballet related things there. So all of these are good. Uh, again, I chose to follow some, but not all. You might choose to follow all, but not some or whatever the case may be, but definitely worth checking out. And my deepest appreciation to John Beals uh, for sending these in. I definitely got some great follows out of these. So thank you. You're doing your service. Yes. Well, well mostly John. I'm just reiterating. I'm just, I'm just reading off his recommendations. But, but yeah, we are trying it. to expose. You put it yeah. out into the world. You demanded it. So yeah, if you're if you're listening right now and you know of some not dudes or not white dudes, especially that you think we should follow or to check out, please think of this moment. We'll do that visualization that we'll probably do again later. What are you doing right now? And what will you be doing later? Will you be in the shower? Oh, don't well, don't be in the shower because you don't bring your phone in the shower. Maybe you're. Wait, uh, you don't bring your phone in the shower? No. You, really? I can't tell if you're. Are you messing with me? Why would I like? I like to listen to things, music and podcasts and stuff. Uh, well, when I shower, waterproof. Why would I not take it in the shower? I feel like this is a thread that maybe we should unpack or pull on a little bit, but we'll do that another time. But no, I do Why? not bring it in the we shower. Can do it no, now. <laughs> well, because I mean, when I shower, it's nighttime because that's when people should shower, that's and the rest of the house shower. is asleep. It is not. It is the right way to do it. Right. No, uh, but here's the thing: you can say like that's when I do it, and I want to do it that way. That's fine. The, the saying things are the right way to do anything. It's just a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. <laughs> so. But how about we just settle on that is when Casey List likes to shower. That's a perfectly that is a perfectly acceptable thing to say, as opposed to it's the right way to do it because it's not the right way to do it. It's just a way to do it. Um, it's just how you do it. But anyway, so I take my phone in the shower. I just stand it up. It, the little pop socket that I have on the back hangs on the little uh, shelf in in the shower. It's perfect. That is putting a lot of faith in both the waterproof nature of the phone and the pop socket. But well, no, the I mean, pop socket's just holding it up. Like the, it's sitting on like the shelf. It sits on the shelf and then it hangs on the back of the shelf. Ah, oh, I, I had envisioned that you were like literally hanging the weight and of the phone. The phone is on. waterproof, right? So I feel like, you know, it should be able to do what it says and I trust its ability to waterproof. <laughs> I've been doing it with the 10 and the 10s and I have no problems. You kind of have to have the speaker mostly pointed down and not in an area where it collects water because when the speaker fills up with water, it distorts the audio. Um, but it's, you know, once you find the kind of the place in your shower area, it's fine. I used to have a Bluetooth shower speaker. but then, As did I, actually. Right, and then that worked fine for me. 
But then I was finding myself whenever I would travel, I was like, well, I don't have the Bluetooth shower speaker. I'll take my phone. And I first started wrapping my phone in like a flannel or whatever, right, to try and protect some of the water. <laughs> and then just realized over time that it's pointless and it, the phone is waterproof and it works great. Yeah. No, I, I give you a hard time. But if left to my own devices, I probably would listen you to You are on your own shower. devices. I don't understand. Whose uh, devices yeah, yeah. are you at when you're in the shower? Mm-hmm. It's your funny, own. funny. Funny, funny. No, what I mean by that is... I'm being is, serious. No, because if, if, if I sh- when I shower in the evening, I would wake the kids up if I uh, had a podcast playing loud enough to hear it. Okay. What I should do is just wear like AirPods or something. No, they're not waterproof. <laughs> eh, they're not. One of mine has fallen in the water at least once or twice. Right, but, we, but uh, they are not waterproof. They're not like yeah, rated for, for waterproofing. They're sweatproof. Yeah. No, you're right. Anyway, before we uh, really get in an argument, why don't you tell me about something else that's awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Linode. Whether you're getting started with your first virtual server or deploying a complex system, Linode is the right choice for you. They will give you access to a suite of powerful hosting options. They have prices starting at $5 a month to get you up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in just under a minute. Linode offer the fastest hardware and network options available, and they have incredible customer support behind everything. It has never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. They guarantee 99.9% uptime for server availability. Once your server is up, they will keep it that way. And Linode offer additional storage too. They have block storage, which is now out of beta, and it's available in Fremont and Newark, and they have many more places coming online for that. It's really super awesome stuff. Linode is great for tasks like hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating a VPN, and so, so much more. Linode has wonderful pricing options available. Their plans start with one gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. As a listener of this show, if you sign up today at linode.com slash analog, that is L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash analog, you'll not only be supporting us, you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is going to get you four free months to try it out. Isn't that wonderful? And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash analog where you can learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code analog2018 at checkout. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. So you're not the only one that's been traveling lately, my friend. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm kind of dreading this topic because well, Why? I mean, we're, we're going to get into it. So Casey went to Brooklyn. Casey went to an Apple event. This is the wild duality of being really happy for your friend, but incredibly <laughs> jealous of them. Right? And yes. like, you know, you got to go to an Apple event and I didn't. Right? Mm-hmm. So like... Of course, I am jealous of that. I am very happy for you, like genuinely. Like, genuinely, I am very happy for you. But I also wished it was me. So yeah, you yeah, know, I, I think that's completely fair. And and certainly, when when connected was and is still showing up everywhere in Apple product photography, just the Apple Watch. Yeah, even on stage at WWDC. Not that I'm bitter about that at all. Uh, no, I I totally feel your feels, and and I totally agree with you. And but this is the thing. It's like. You always want what you can't have or what you don't have, yeah. right? Because yeah. if it was the other way around, 
I would be like, oh, they invite me to events, but won't put me on the screen. And I know for you, it's like, oh, they invite me to, right? Where I'm like, yeah, they yeah, put yeah. us on the screen and they won't invite me to events, right? So it's like, you know, it's just one way. It's, it, this is just like this kind of like, it's going to go this way no matter what. Uh, oh, totally. But it, it's super weird to have that dual like th- this duality that i've had where like every time i hear you talk about it or every time i see pictures of it i'm super happy but when i think about it i'm really jealous and mad <laughs> yeah. no i totally understand that i really really honestly do so yeah so uh saturday before the event it was like 9 30 at night and i get an email from apple that says hey would you like to come to brooklyn on tuesday <laughs> and so Aren't you happy you're self-employed Oh, am I ever? Although, truth be told, I would have moved mountains and yeah, but it wouldn't. Even... Yeah, but you wouldn't have. Ne- it wasn't your choice, right? Like you could have done whatever you would have done, but someone still had to say yes. You can go. Honestly, especially given the last few months when I was wavering about quitting, I probably would have looked whomever in the eye and said, "Fine, if you don't want to let me go, then I quit." I really right, honestly but that's, think I might that's have. That's not what we're talking about here, though. No, right? it's not. Like, it this is, is the idea not. of you've decided you want to keep your job, right? Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have quit over this. You wouldn't have because no. you were, if you were still there, you would have decided you weren't quitting. And this wouldn't have been enough, right? Like everything else would have been enough. I, I understand your feeling in this moment, but that's because you are in the mindset of somebody who already did it. Yeah, you're exactly right. right. You're exactly right. Yeah, so, no, no argument you know, at all. It's very good that you were self-employed because you were able to do this. Yes, very much so. And I mean, it was still difficult. Um, You know, I told Aaron on Saturday night, hey, uh, I might disappear all day Tuesday. Uh, Yeah, I think I am going to disappear all day Tuesday. And so uh, we took a few hours on Monday morning, sorry, Sunday morning, you know, trying to figure out the logistics of it, because, you know, it is not unreasonable for Aaron to be at home with the kids, but it is particularly difficult, especially around bedtime to do that by yourself. And, and, you know, she she is relying on me to be there. And when I'm just like, well, see ya, you know, especially last minute like that, that's, that's difficult and, and, and a lot to ask, but one way or another, I booked plane tickets for, uh, two days later. Yeah. I booked plane tickets on Sunday afternoon to go up to Brooklyn. I left Richmond at five 30 in the morning. And then I booked a return flight so for about six o'clock that night. Day. You were like really tempting fate. I know you didn't really have a choice, but you were tempting fate so bad doing that morning yes. flight. Yes, I really was. And the part of the problem was that Sunday, so we received this email Saturday night. Sunday was Declan's like family birthday party. And then Monday was his actual birthday. And so I didn't want to take off until at least after his bedtime Monday, which puts me to like eight o'clock ish. Can I ask you a question that you can hmm. you can decline if you want to decline? <laughs> sure. If the event was Monday, would you have gone? No, but I had to really? think about that a lot more. I don't think I would have, but I would have really? thought about it a lot. Wow. Because here's, here's my thinking. This. I don't have kids yet, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, he will get over that, right? You know, like in the grand scheme mm-hmm, of things. Mm-hmm. Probably as well in five, in two years, you won't remember it, that you weren't there, um, most likely. But you never know if this was like a one-time thing for you or not and or if you didn't go it would have only been a, you know what i mean like if you would yeah, have declined yeah, yeah. they would have said now nah, you're all right then don't worry about it yeah i totally hear you and i mean obviously i had to think about it a lot which is probably unhealthy i probably should have immediately answered absolutely not my kid is more no, important but no. well no though i mean okay 
I'm not saying is he. I don't, I'm not saying that he is not important or, or le- less important. Sure, sure. But like, this is an important. This is an incredibly important thing for your job, which provides for your entire family. Like, yeah. I think that there is more than valid reason to do it. So yeah, I'm just wondering, right? Like, if you wouldn't have done it, I'd be like, okay, right? Like, you're 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 valuing how you want to value it, and and I can't say what I would do because I don't have kids yet. So, but you know, I know that if like, if it was a big day with me and Adina, like we would work it out together. You know, like I have traveled on and around birthdays, anniversaries because they're things that I have to do, and we will just work out together how we're going to make that okay for everyone, right? Um, Agreed. So It's different though. It's different though with a 4-year-old, right? Because although I like to think that Declan has a pretty strong emotional intelligence, particularly for a 4-year-old, it's just not the same and it's yep. it's a sort of I know, thing that you can't really could. reason. You can't yeah, like I exactly. like, can't explain to him in terms that he can very easily understand why it's important. But like I'm just saying it's like, well, but is it okay to upset him? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. kids, right? I'm assuming that probably once in a while, yeah, because otherwise it's impossible, right? Because, like, if he gets upset about the fact that you're going to work every day, which I'm sure he did, like, you still did that. Yeah, totally. Right? So so I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and, like, pass any kind of judgment because I have no idea for it. I was just wondering. Yeah, no, it's a fair question. And, and again, like, I think the rightest answer is for me to instantly, without hesitation, say no, but I would have thought about it real hard. But as it turns out, it wasn't an issue. So I fl- so the problem with his birthday being the Monday before is that for me to, to wait until after he was in bed, which is what I really wanted to do, that means I couldn't get realistically get a flight until like 9 or 10 o'clock, which means I'm not getting into Brooklyn until... That's also until- really interesting to me, that you didn't, like, leave at 8 p.m., well, because again, like bedtime isn't done until seven thirty ish. The Richmond Airport, don't be creepy, is like a half hour away. Plus no, but even that, like you didn't just duck out on a couple of hours of the day. I thought about it, but again, like at that point, then why don't I just skip the whole darn day? You know, like then I'm. It, it, it seemed to me like the rightest answer, the least selfish answer, which is not something I'm usually good at. So, well, uh, but the you know the least selfish answer is to wait until he's in bed. And I would then say I the fact like that, the that that you were able to do it, right? Like the fact that it was feasible for you to just do it on the next day is fine, right? Like then yeah. just do it, right? You may as well just do the whole day and then go the next day because it's possible. You know, right. if time wouldn't have permitted you to do that, then you may have had to think slightly differently and maybe you did I think leave right. at 6 p.m. or whatever. You know? I, yes, agreed. I think at that point I would have made a compromise, which is I will be there for most of the day, mm-hmm. but I will have to leave a little bit early. Mm-hmm. But as it, worked, it turned out, it worked out okay. And I think part of the reason I was so willing to do a day trip was because, you know, like I was saying, if I would were to wait until after bedtime, I wouldn't get into Brooklyn until like one in the morning anyway. And at that point, I'm basically a zombie anyhow, you know, because I'll have gotten, you know, not enough sleep. I'll be so like worked up about everything. So um, part of it was I knew it didn't seem worth it to get a hotel room for five hours. And part of it was that I had once before in a prior job done a day trip to Boston. So I woke up in the morning, flew to Boston, did some meetings, came home. And so I knew such a thing was possible. Like I had done it, you know, obviously, you know, academically I knew it was possible, but like I have done this once before. So I ended up booking a five 30 in the morning flight and a five 36 o'clock even in the evening flight. And let me tell you, it is a weird thing to check in for the return flight 
before you have even departed for the outgoing flight. I've done because that, I, and it's super it, weird. It is weird, man. But um, I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning because I couldn't sleep because I was so nervous about everything and just tossed and turned for a long time and eventually went to the airport. got to the airport at like 4.30, which Richmond's a very small airport. I could have rolled in at like 5 and it would have been fine. But I got to the airport at about 4.30, kind of chilled, had a little bit of something to eat, and then got on the plane uh, took a lift. Uh, when the other problem that I was that I was worried about is that there's only one real road, only real one real good road between LaGuardia, which is the airport I was flying into, and the area of Brooklyn that the Academy of Music was in. At least you were flying into LaGuardia because yes. the traffic from JFK is an is an abysmal nightmare, twenty four seven. Yes, that is experience. absolutely accurate. No, no, no. You are a hundred percent correct. And LaGuardia can be real crummy too, but it it is less crummy generally speaking because it's a smaller airport. And so I was worried that I, th- I think it's 278, whatever road it is that runs between LaGuardia and roughly where I was going, that seemed to turn into a parking lot at, during rush hour. And I was supposed to get in at about seven. But if I'm late and that becomes 730 or eight o'clock, then the 10 to 20 minute, well, maybe a 30 minute drive to the Brooklyn Academy of Music where the event was goes from half an hour to an hour. Apple said to be there at about nine. So let's say the plane doesn't get in until eight. And I'm supposed to be there no later than nine. And it's an hour to get there. Like suddenly I'm cutting this real close. So if everything went to plan, it was going to be fine. But if anything slipped, if the traffic got real bad or if the plane was real late, then things were going to get real ugly real quick. As it turned out, it was just fine. The plane landed early. Traffic was easy. I had enough time to actually walk to uh, Federico and, and, and Jason Snell's hotel and just kind of meet them and walk with them back to the event. You were very early. I actually was. I was. <laughs> I'm surprised you heard this. But yes, uh, it ended up that I got there like 730, I think it was or thereabouts. And I sent both of them text messages and was like, hey, I'm downstairs. Take your time. I know I'm early. And they were both like, dude, we're, we weren't planning to leave until eight. So we'll get there when we get there. Which I understand was, that the messages exchange were, I am downstairs. Great. I just woke up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that is that is about how it went. I think that was Jason had said, basically, I just woke up. Which, I mean, in, in the, to be 100% fair to Jason Federico, I had made no formal plans to meet them. We had no particular schedule. Like, this was not them being slackers. This was me being uh, an, uh, an well, eager so Eddie, they, if they you will. 7 a.m. is way too early when the event started at 10. Well, yeah, I, I agree. But, unless you know, I you had nothing did, better to you do. Unless, you know, you're one of these live bloggers that needs to be in the front row, which you definitely aren't. You know, right. you don't need to get there super early. Yeah. So it ended up that everything worked out well, but I got to tell you, I reverted back to those nervous traveler ways. Like I was there at the airport way earlier than I needed to be. I was stressing. Did you wear the underwear? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Oh, my God. All day long. So you wore it the whole day? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because it was a return flight day. I should have I asked to. someone to try and get a picture of him. <laughs> I was surprised. Marco didn't ask to look, but I guess that's a little bit socially awkward, isn't it? Just um, get, but, get like Jason to pants you and Marco snaps a photo. <laughs> Oh my word! Can you imagine? I would have, I would have been deeply embarrassed and also found it hilarious. Oh man! But yeah. So anyway, I ended up meeting up with them, and we walked to the event. And I mean, I can do the event blow by blow if you're actually interested, no. but I'm not sure You've if that's on that. You yeah, know, you, you went through. We don't need to retread it. Really. Exactly. But it was very cool. It was super weird, um, in a good way, but weird. It was also alarming, and I think I touched on this briefly on ATP, but I'll, I'll uh, unpack this a little bit more here. I went up to the like check-in counter, and somebody said, okay, are you press? And I looked at him, and I was like, 
sure because i honestly had no idea how i'd come by this this invitation it just showed up all of a sudden and so you know we go and he he starts doing in order to figure out you know like who i am and i scan my uh iphone we had like an rfid uh wallet pass which i'd never seen before which was cool and he says no 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 you have to go to that line okay so i step over to the next kiosk and i am here for the event please and she and she says okay Oh, okay, sure. And she hands me a badge that has like a green tint around it or green highlights around it. And I see Marco and Jason Federico and everyone else that I know that I see has like a pinky red badge. So I'm freaking out the entire time that I'm like not the cool kid. Like I'm some also ran that may not have like hands-on area privileges or something like that. This is me being a nervous traveler, except not about traveling about the event. (laughs) And so I was like freaking out the whole day. And of course everyone catches onto this and are ribbing me over and over again about it. Like, Oh, you know, this is where we would like to sit Casey, but I don't know if you're going to be able to sit here and so on and so forth. Oh, this is our entrance, but uh, maybe you need to go somewhere else. I'm not sure. And of course it was all BS, but they know I'm, I'm, I'm easily messed with. <laughs> so uh, my dear friends, all of them big jerks, uh, were messing with me the I, whole day. But... I mean, I would be the same, right? I would be the exact same if I was you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna make fun of you. So you weren't press then? No, it seems not. I guess I was just a special guest, oh, whatever okay. that means. Interesting. Which is interesting, which I did not really... Uh, and so uh, since the event happened and since we record the, recorded the recap on ATP... I have learned a little more about how I came upon the ticket, which I don't think is is necessarily appropriate to share. But suffice it to say, it appears that I was a special guest. It it, it does not appear to me that I was press in the traditional sense. So, right. So that kind um, of minimizes probably your opportunity to get another one. That right? is You're exactly not in the system. Right. Exactly. So okay. I... I hope hey, it's good that to know was... that, though, right? Like, it's good to know. Uh, yeah, I exactly. Guess. So you're not. Next time it comes around, you're not going to be disappointed because you thought that you were in. Well, well, I know you will be disappointed, disappointed <laughs> anyway. But like, it's different. Like, you yeah. you will probably. I mean, or at least you should approach it that like you're probably not going to get the special yes. guest status every single time. Otherwise, how special is that guest? If, yeah, exactly right. right. Exactly right. But uh, but I agree with you. I will be disappointed. But I am trying to prepare myself already that I that I will not be getting another ticket. And it was probably a one. Well, the next but, one's probably WWDC anyway. So you can just hope you'll get a pass. Uh, that's true too. So in any case, you know, we went through the event. It was great. Uh, I got to spend time with Jason and Marco and Federico, uh, which was also great. And you know, a little bit of time with Gruber and Panzerino, whom I both really like. Um, or I really like both of them as well. Um, it was it was really lovely. I got to have a private lunch with Federico just by happenstance. Um, Marco wanted to go back home to catch Adam off the bus. Jason had to go record with you, coincidentally. Um, and so that basically left Federico and my Federico and I to to ourselves. And so we had a lovely lunch at Shake Shack, which I quite enjoyed. And I got to spend a little time one on one with Federico, which I've not really had before, which was lovely. Um, and so I really, really enjoyed being able to see everyone and and being able to go to the event. I briefly met Tim Cook, which was pretty cool. Uh, that good was picture. Yeah, yeah, I was very excited about that. Um, Long story, somewhat short, I left the hands-on area. I thought Federico and Marco had already left. They hadn't. And I had some time to kill while I was waiting for them to leave. And so I just went to this new uh, Apple store across the street from where the hands-on area was. 
and I was just milling about and happened to meet a couple of listeners there and uh, just by pure happenstance. And then all of a sudden I see uh, one of their eyes, one of the, the, the listeners I was talking to Parker, I see his eyes get real big and he's clearly not paying a lot of attention to what I'm saying anymore, which, you know, that happens. It's fine. Um, and I see that he's looking over my shoulder and I turn around and as I'm turning around, he says, Oh God, it's Tim. And like, like what a Looney Tunes, I think just visiting. But like I mean, that seems he's... super weird to me. It's like you seem seem pretty busy today. Like, <laughs> well, what does weird. he have to do after the event? I don't know. I'm sure I mean, there's like press and meetings and like high eh. value people to. You know what I mean? It's, I it's do. Just I a, do. But I'm, I mean, I'm at just the same looking time. at this picture now. You're not looking at the camera. Tim understands how to take a selfie. You notice oh, that? Yeah, I know. You I did not that? notice that, no. Tim knows how to take a selfie. He's looking at the camera. You're looking at the screen. I know why oh, you're doing yeah. it, because you've yeah, got yeah, to yeah. make sure that the, the picture's correct, right? Okay, yeah. But do you see that? Tim understands how to take selfies. He knows how to... That, and I like that. Someone's well, trained and... Tim Cook on selfies. <laughs> Generally speaking, I am pretty good about looking at the camera, but in this particular moment... Special like, circumstances. All... Totally oh, yeah. get it. How many did you yep. take? Two. Uh, one of which he was not quite looking up, or at least uh, the 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 still that I have, he you know, in the live photo he does look up, but in the you still that the like, live photo took burst mode it. No, Ooh. I was just I I, I Mike I was I was just trying to make sure I hit the shutter button. Uh, I That's know all that I probably in that moment I would at my very best attempts take one picture right like but like in hindsight like burst mode is what you'd want so you'd make sure you're most likely going to get the photo totally super nice to to you're taller than tim huh didn't wouldn't have expected that i, guess, I don't yeah. know why uh i mean i don't uh, by a hair it wouldn't it wasn't by too much um but yeah did, i was does he uh, smell he was, good i bet he smells good uh, it's, I did not notice, but I bet you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Next time I meet him, I'll be sure to get. Oh, My friend Tim, Mike, Mike wanted was right. to know what you smell like. So <laughs> that, that can you imagine? All kidding is like imagine this would never happen. Of course, let's just go on this little uh, mm-hmm. this little journey together. Somehow or another, I meet Tim. Be it in a store, or an press event, or God knows what. I walk up to him. <laughs> hashtag Mike was right, and just <laughs> that walk would away. Be... The creep you would like <laughs> someone would att- would just tackle you immediately. Oh, absolutely, and it would be deserved. But can you imagine? Oh my word! Anyway, but yeah, I met him. He he was extremely gracious. I was probably the fiftieth selfie that was taken. Obviously, the Apple employees that weren't actively looking to, or weren't actively yeah. helping people. They wanted selfies. Like everyone wanted a piece of his time, and I I had a like twenty second conversation with him, which was. 18 seconds more than i expected you know and and he was extremely gracious yeah i can't believe that you you were able to do all of this like i cannot fathom that you had a conversation with him let alone took a selfie with him i wouldn't be able to do it well that's the thing is that i didn't think i would be able to and this is really silly and cheesy but it's the truth my mom has no shame when it comes to these sorts of things. And had I told my mom, and actually Aaron is like this as well, come to think of it, but my, you know, I just think about my mom doing these sorts of things growing up. If I had told both Aaron and my mom, but particularly mom, I had the opportunity potentially to take a picture with Tim and I just let it, let him walk by literally and figuratively. Both of these women would have murdered me, especially mom. She would have killed me. And so I was, I just kept thinking that I got to, I got to do this. I got to be more assertive than I really want to be. And I got to take his time, even though I really don't want to. And it's, I mean, his handlers were generous. He was extremely kind and generous. It was clear that 
while it was clear that he needed to move deeper into the store at the same time, it wasn't like we were getting shoved out of the way or anything like that. And again, Mm -hmm. he engaged with me briefly, extremely briefly, but it was more than just, you know, picture, Hey, thanks for coming. And then walk away. You know, we actually exchanged a few words and, and it it made me feel like a trillion dollars and which is probably what he's worth at this point. But anyway, um, it made me feel like, you know, a trillion dollars and it was all of 10 or 15 seconds of his day. And, and it is my utmost hope and desire that when you or I meet somebody that that admires us even the littlest bit, that we have that same grace that he had with me in the midst of such a busy, busy day. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just don't think I could do it. I, I would maybe be more likely to take a picture of Tim than I was with Johnny Ive because Tim seems more approachable. Um, you know, like just I feel like I have a better sense for what his personality is. Uh, because you see more of Tim than Johnny Ive, and Johnny's kind of desire to be private makes me less made me less likely to take the uh, even approach him that day on the iPhone ten day when I saw him in the mm. Apple Store. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think that I would probably that I would probably uh, chicken out. Um, oh, I, I wanted to. Do it. Yeah, every part of me wanted to, but. I didn't. Frustratingly, uh, I was actually across the table from Johnny Ive for a solid couple of minutes while he was uh, introducing the iPad to who it turned out to be Naomi Campbell, although I didn't know it at the time. Um, And I thought about trying to go say hi, but it was clear that that wasn't going to work out. But what was really annoying, and I don't know if I mentioned this on ATP or not, but I was going through the pictures I took with my big camera, which I I took my big camera, which I didn't know if I was going to do or going to use. And I didn't know if it was going to be worth it. I'm really glad I did. But anyway, I was taking some pictures with the big camera of the like hands-on area. And I didn't post this picture anywhere. If I remember, I'll put in the show notes. But as I'm looking through these pictures, who do I see like right in the front of the frame talking to somebody, but Phil Schiller. I didn't even know he was in that picture when I took it. I didn't remember seeing it. That, like, every time I ever see any images of these hands-on areas, they look like meat markets. Meat markets full of YouTubers. Like, it looks wild. Yep, it looks it's exactly wild. Right. Oh, my God, that's so true. Right? Like, because it, it's, like, tons of people and tons of cameras, and I just, I can't even fathom it. Yeah, it, it was it was intense for sure, but... I mean, it was it was good. It was worth it. I'm glad. I, I'm so unbelievably thankful and glad that I was able to do it and that it worked out the way it did. And, you know, after I had lunch with Federico, uh, the two of us walked back to his hotel because I wanted to get away from the, the traffic disaster that Apple had created by the event. And then I got in a lift and I was a little worried about traffic getting back to the airport and it was fine. The flight back home landed early. Everything was fine. I really, truth be told, I couldn't have asked for a better, more easy day. Like it was a terribly long and tough day. And then I recorded ATP when I got home. So I'd been up since two in the morning and went to bed at like midnight that night. I listened to that episode live. It was very funny in that sense, right? Yeah. If you listen back to it, I think I was pretty vocal at the beginning and it just petered off over time because, oh my gosh, I was so tired. But anyways, it was such a great event. It, I, I'm so lucky that any of it happened. I'm so lucky I got a selfie with Tim. I'm so lucky I was able to watch the event. I'm so lucky the travel worked out okay, that I got to spend time with Marco and Jason and Federico. You know, in so many ways, all of this worked out so much in my favor. I, I, it really was all coming up, Casey, for that day. And I'm really lucky for it. And that's what 
just makes it even worse about the next time because whenever the next time is that this sort of thing may happen and when I surely do not end up getting an invite, I'm going to be real sad. Like I totally understand it and I and I'm so unbelievably grateful for what for what I've had happen, but I'm going to be sad if it doesn't work out the next time. No, I'll welcome you back to the to the jealousy club don't worry <laughs> all right speaking of awesome days why don't you tell us about an awesome service let me talk to you about pingdom pingdom are amazing because they help keep some of your favorite websites running smoothly pingdom know that the best thing for you is to understand if your website's up or down if it's running slow if something's broken and the best way to give you that information is fast and that is what pingdom is all about they monitor your website so you don't have to because things break on the internet all the time they detect around 13 million outages every single day it doesn't matter what type of website you've got if you have a website you probably want that website to be kept up right like that's the point you want your website to be available pingdom will monitor your website and if anything goes wrong they will alert you you can customize how you're alerted depending on the severity of the outage and they'll track and analyze your website load times as well so you can see what's affecting your user experience and if you fix something then you'll be able to then you'll know if things have gotten better over time because they'll send you these reports which is really really useful if you have a site of any size you need pingdom they have a fuss free approach to get started all they need is the url that you want to monitor and they'll take care of the rest go to pingdom.com/relayfm right now for a 14 day free trial with no credit card required and use the code analog when you sign up at checkout to get 30% of your first invoice our thanks to pingdom for their support of this show and relayfm all right, so I've uh, I've seen you talking about this, and maybe people will know the answer by the time the episode comes out. But I've seen you making reference and heard you making reference to your desire to own one of the new iPad Pros. Mm-hmm. This is interesting to me. <laughs> why? Let's see. Let's see how gentle Mike wants to be with the no, following like, conversation. Just why? Like, why do you want a new iPad Pro? Uh, because. I held it and that was a terrible mistake Um, because I feel like this is, this is the first time I've looked at an iPad in years, literally years since like 2015 that I felt like it looked like something I would enjoy using, which is silly because really it ultimately it's not that different really. You know, if I didn't, if I do or do not like my iPad mini, I presumably should or should not like this in much the same way. But I don't know. I, I've been getting, I, I adore my MacBook adorable as I call it. This is the one port 12 inch MacBook. I adore that computer. It might be my favorite computer ever in terms of how unbelievably portable it is. And yet how without compromise it is in the grand scheme of things. And everyone's getting very upset because obviously this, this machine is a compromised machine, but I can have a full computer with me anywhere right Mm -hmm. i don't have to worry about whether or not i can do this because there may or may not be an app for that it is a full computer that i can bring with me pretty much anywhere but it is slower than dirt it only has one port and it doesn't have a connection to the internet built into it you know like if i'm in the car for example if aaron's driving and i'm in the car i can't just get online i need to tether what what about tethering yeah, I know, I know, but it's less convenient. It's certainly less oh, convenient. Oh, I know it and is. So, I, I'm just being the comment section. <laughs> exactly right. Um, so I, I'm starting to wonder, maybe 
is it maybe time for me to try the iPad again? And I think a lot of this is me just justifying it, but a lot of this is I've taken a few years off. Maybe I'd like to try it again. And I feel like having held this hardware, albeit very briefly, having used it, albeit very briefly, it just felt a lot more right than an iPad has for me in a long time. And I actually, over the last few days, and I have not talked about this on ATP, I've over the last few days busted out my iPad mini, which I genuinely, genuinely forgotten where I put it. That is not a good it. sense for if it's the right move for you. But okay. You're right. But I've tried to reacquaint myself with iPad OS, which I am aware there is no such thing. But to me, as a as a uh, user of iOS that I mean I get you, right? There are significant differences between iOS on the iPhone and iOS exactly. on the iPad. They do exist. Exactly. But right. please so, don't try and coin another moniker. Well, I don't I don't mean that to make Steven angry, although it would be kind of funny if I did. But nevertheless, it, my point is like I don't I'm still not terribly good with multitasking on the iPad. It's 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 clunky for me because I've not gotten used to it. This is a Casey problem. I'm not trying to say the iPad's bad. I'm not trying to say that the multitasking is wrong. I'm just saying I haven't spent a lot of time with it. And so it's a little clunky because it's not natural. But over time, it'll become natural. And And I started thinking about, okay, when I grab my MacBook and I reach for that, are these things that could be done on an iPad? Because in a lot of ways, having an iPad would be a lot more pleasurable, especially an iPad with a keyboard, mind you, would be a lot more pleasurable than using the MacBook. And there are certain things that I like to do that I do more often than you would expect that cannot easily be done on an iPad. And the, the, the ultimate example to me is doing any sort of downloading of videos from the internet. So like downloading a YouTube video or, you know, I spend a lot of time amassing uh, TV shows that are available on the internet for free, but I download them so I can watch them later. And things like that could be done via SSH on my iMac from, you know, from an iPad or whatever. Just but YouTube Premium. Just get a YouTube Premium account. You can download them in the YouTube app. It's not only YouTube, though. So it's like a network television. Sometimes I'll download because I want to have an archive of, of a particular TV show that I, I really love. I think we're moving away from the freely available argument, but you keep going, buddy. You, yes, fair. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Uh-huh. Uh, occasionally, you know, I'll be like, let's, uh, the other day, and I'm not going to post this video publicly, but the other day I stuck the GoPro to the front of Declan's power wheels while he mm-hmm. was driving Michaela around. Mm-hmm. And Mike, you have the ability to see this video, whether or not you actually have seen the video, but it is delightful. And something I'll do from time to time is like go through and, and, and either shrink the video so I can sh- send it somewhere else, or maybe I'll just clip it. And some of these things can be done on an iPad all for sure, but not all of them. On an iPad. Even changing the resolution? You can get an app that will let you export the video for sure. Okay, well, There'll anyway. There'll be something. But, yeah, and that's fair. But, you know, I, I I'm starting... I you could even uh, do it in shortcuts now as well. That's exactly what I was expecting to say, actually. But what I'm driving at in a roundabout way is I'm trying to figure out how much of my computing life that isn't straight up work, how much of my computing life really requires a computer. And there's some things that I think still do. So, uh, you know, I've talked about this video stuff, managing pictures because I choose to do it in a very clunky and weird way. Yeah, you can. There is an encode media block in shortcuts, which allows you to change resolution. Oh, there you go. See, just like that. Uh, Managing photos, I, I can do like triage on the iPad, I think. So taking an SD card and throwing away the pictures that are garbage. I think I can do that on an iPad. I haven't okay. tried it, but I think I could. Yep. Um, but but actually sucking them into you their... You could even now just plug your camera in via USB-C and do it. Yeah, exactly. However, sucking them into the official repository, 
requires me to run an app that I wrote that only works on the Mac. And yes, I suppose I could make an iOS version, but it's it would be very involved and very difficult. What do you, blah, blah, what blah. Do you mean the official but, repository? So I have all of my pictures on my Synology in a certain way. Oh, where, uh, you, you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so I think it, I could, you could probably... You could write a shortcut f- for that really easily. Uh, maybe, but... All I'm driving at is I'm trying to answer what the question, what do I really absolutely need macOS for? And if I'm really honest, I think that I, over the last three years, have convinced myself that I need it for everything. And Mike is going to be very smug as I tell him that I don't think I actually need macOS for a lot of the things I think I do. No, I know you don't. Yeah. And I know that most people don't. And I've been having this fight with people for the last couple of days. Particularly me. And we'll continue to do it. No, it's with yeah. everyone. Like, I understand, right? Like, here's the, my, my overall feeling on this is, like, it is not that one device can or can't do things. It's just your people's preference for what they want to use, which I think is perfectly valid. I just wish people would categorize it that way rather than being like, nope, iOS is not for professionals. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No professionals. Nope. Just can't do it. They won't make a professional machine. <laughs> just can't. And it really frustrates me because it's discrediting all the people that do do this stuff. It is perfectly valid for someone to say iOS and the iPad is not where I want to do this stuff or it is not the way that I want to do it rather than just like offhandedly saying it doesn't exist because it's not true. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. And I think I've been guilty of that. Because like I could record, edit and publish podcasts on my iPad. I know many people that do. I just don't want to. I want to use my Mac because that's how I know how to do it. Now, I could choose to do it on iOS and it would come with the disadvantages and advantages that that would come with. But I choose not to do it there. But that's not me now saying that like, oh, well, you can't be a professional podcaster and use iOS. That's not true. Totally. And I think what has happened with me is that over the last three years or thereabouts, I have unfairly judged, and this again is old news to Mike, but new news to me. I've unfairly judged the iPad on account of viewing iOS as being identical between the iPad and the iPhone, and as we just established, there are very big differences between them, particularly multitasking. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I've never owned an iPad that has a keyboard, quote-unquote, built into it. You know, I've never had an iPad Pro ever. Makes a huge and difference, I've, man. Yeah, and I've connected Bluetooth keyboards to iPads many, many, many times in the past. It is not unusual for me to do that, but it is it is a very different animal when you're connecting a, like a, a separate Bluetooth keyboard to uh, as opposed to something that's either bluetooth and physically connected or the or the folio whatever it's called case and as i'm sitting there and so an example of this is like as i'm going through these instagram accounts trying to figure out you know like trying to get the link put in the show notes in google docs and add a little blurb and so on and so forth doing that on my phone is nigh impossible doing it on my ipad mini is really friggin annoying but if i had a keyboard and if I if I was a little bit more skilled with iPad multitasking, I bet you I could do it just fine. And it's these moments in like uh, there was an email that I was trying to like copy paste a couple things into an email. And sometimes I need five different windows open to manage, you know, whatever email I'm trying to write. But generally, I maybe need two, you know, the email and one other thing. Or maybe I need like email, Safari and Twitter or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So something that could be easily accomplished on an iPad with multitasking once a keyboard is attached to it. And so the more I think about it, the more I think that I'd like to try it and I'd like to try it 
and see what I think of an iPad with a keyboard case. And if it ends up that I return it after a couple weeks, then at least I know that it's still not for me, but I'd like to give it a shot. So as we record, uh, I hope to have the time tomorrow to go to the store and see what's available and see if I can pick one up. This is not the way I expected the year to go, really. Yeah, I did not get a new phone. Or and did you I get might a new buying... watch? I don't remember. Not yet, but I might maybe I wow. might really get some ugly an ugly Apple bill tomorrow if I get my way. Yeah. So I probably will be getting a watch sometime soon, and uh, I'm hoping to get an iPad. I implore you to really try it. Um I ask that if you have things that you're stuck with, you ask the people around you that know what they're doing and that you remain <laughs> open-minded. And yep. I also ask that if it doesn't work for you, you proclaim that it doesn't work for you, not that it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, honestly, the things that you are doing most of the time, you can do very easily, very comfortably, and in some ways better on this device. The stuff that is more edge case... I'm pretty sure you could find a way around pretty much all of them, but it's just up to you as to whether you feel the balance of these 10% uh, tasks being worth it for the 90% tasks, which are more enjoyable on iOS or whatever, or easy to do or comfortable in applications that are modern and updated, right? Which is, that is a real difference. It's one of the main, one of the main reasons why I prefer iOS to the Mac is that on average, applications from pretty much everyone that I use, including third-party developers, are more modern and, and more kind of like kept up to date on iOS. Like that's just that's just how it is today. Um, yep, yep. So you know, like that—that's what you get. But then what you lose is some of the edge case stuff is more tricky. Um, but there are definitely ways around it. I mean, like there is absolutely nothing stopping you from getting a VNC app. Totally. Yep. 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 Right. I, I totally agree. So, um, or using something like Luna Display, who are a sponsor, but it's something that I'm planning to do for this exact reason, because sometimes I have a little task that would be easier for me to do on a Mac, and I can't be bothered to go and boot up the iMac, or it's just a pain in the butt to do it. So it would be nice to be able to just use a Mac super quick to do something like, I don't know, download a YouTube video or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah, or I completely get agree. some legally network TV content, right, from the internet. Exactly legally, right. Exactly free right. network TV content. Hey, which is if they available. let you stream it, if they let you stream it and I want to time shift that, then whose fault is that really? I would recommend that you tell this to a judge <laughs> 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 and see what, see what happens yeah, that's to right. you. I'm very excited for this potential future life for you. Uh, but we'll, so I'm, I, you know, again, our listeners know by this point if you've done it or not. Um, and I am intrigued to check in with you on common fair ground as to how this w- moves along. I will say that you know, you know, you may. I'm at this point so intrinsically linked to the iPad that people consider me an iPad person, but I was not always that way. I was much more like you, where I tried it out a bunch of times, but it never worked for me. Uh, the 12.9 inch iPad Pro was where it changed. That bigger screen, uh, the Apple Pencil, the keyboard, that whole package. That's what put me on the path that I'm on now. Um, so I really hope that you get this thing and it really works for you because I think it would be super cool to have you as somebody who is an advocate for this stuff rather than a opposite of an advocate. <laughs> Detractor, yeah, yeah, I hear mm-hmm. you. The other thing about it is is that I just... I, I Even I if you like just I get see... to Marco levels or John levels, because this is the thing. Marco and John at this point... 
are both very, very like they are they're both heavy iPad users and talk about the platform fondly. But your left is kind of the the person who's like screaming commercial. get off my lawn about it all, you know? <laughs> so I would it's really true. love it if just the three of you could just accept the platform for whatever you want it to be. Right, no matter what it is, right? Where like for John it's like his reading device and like a social media device and for Marco it's like his general home computer when he's not doing his work, right? And I would love it if you found something in that spectrum as well, because I think this platform is only getting more and more important and I think that it is it would behoove you, I think, to jump in now rather than in a couple of years where you might be a little bit uh, left in the left behind. Yeah, and I was just about to say that I get this sneaking suspicion. Like, everyone is talking about how they expect iOS 13 to really make a big difference for the iPad. And, I mean, if you look at the tea leaves, it's obvious that that would hopefully be the case. But I have this real strong suspicion that Apple's actually going to follow through on it. I have this real strong suspicion that whatever ailments we see today about the iPad and, and iPad OS, if you will... I think a lot of them are going to go away in June. and oh, There'll still be a lot there, but they'll be chipping more of them away. Like they chipped more away in 11. They started in 9, they went to 11, and then now in yeah. 13. Every two years, they have been chipping stuff away, and I believe that iOS 13 will bear that out. Yep, I think so. And I think it's going to be a big change. It's not going to be chipping away. I, I take your point. I understand what you're saying, but I think it's going to be more than just a chip. I think there's going to be a big change in 13. And so I don't think it's we'll going see. to be more than 11, but 11 was very big. You know, but like, yeah. I don't think it's going to be more than 11 was, um, but 11 was, was very serious for people that use iPads. There was, I mean, it definitely turned some people away from the platform because it was big, but mm-hmm. it made other people come to the platform and it made people like me and Federico even more enthused. So I believe 13 will be a similar thing, but it's probably going to do again what it did with 11. It's, it will bring some people or move some people away because they will be big step changes. But I think that, you know, it will ultimately be for the better, not the worse. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So uh, hopefully I'll have some interesting news to report to you over the next few weeks. We'll see if I uh, can get my hands on one quickly or not. Yours is arriving in the post uh, tomorrow, I assume. Uh, well, we'll see. Yeah. I don't trust delivery companies. I couldn't do an install pickup for this. Um, yeah, and and you and you bought two of them. Yeah. Oh God, RIP your wallet. I bought two of everything, man. Oh God, you are broke right now. No, I've been saving for it. Ah, that's right. That's I knew right. this that's hardware good. was coming. I've been saving for it since June. Good for you, sir. All right. Well, live listeners, I am sorry, or not even live listeners, every listener, I am sorry that we didn't get to reel your feels. It was our intention. We had already picked some out, but we've run a little long. So think about a relay your feels question. Think about when you can uh, tweet at us with the hashtag relay your feels and let yep. us know because we are going to get to that next time.